How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of English Encore. I'm your host, Nick English. Thank you all for tuning in. I know last podcast I talked about how I was going to do a mock draft with the Bills and whatnot and also go into some in-depth stuff with the Sabres. Um, but after the recent events on Sunday with Kobe Bryant, um, I thought it was only right to do a podcast today. Um, just kind of going over his legacy and talk about some of his finest moments um, as an NBA player and just being a dad in general. Um, so for those of you that don't know, unfortunately, this past Sunday, January 26th, uh, 2020, Kobe Bryant, uh, one of the greatest basketball players ever, um, tragically died in a helicopter crash at the age of 41. His daughter Gianna, also known as Gigi, and seven other people um, were also killed in that helicopter crash in California, uh, approximately around 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, just really shocking um, throughout the whole world. I don't think anyone could have expected it. When the news first broke, if you went on any social media platform, um, a lot of people thought it was a joke. People thought someone was just trying to spread a bad rumor. A lot of NBA players and athletes around the world just were in shock. Um, they said it wasn't true. And then you had a bunch of media outlets with different stories. Um, TMZ originally broke the story about the death. And then you had um, other news networks um, kind of confirming it. But then there was discretion on who was in the crash. There were talks of it was potentially all four of his daughters with him. But um, thankfully for that, it was not all of them. But he did lose his one Gigi, which is also just tragic. Um, and very tragic for the other seven people. Um, I just want to make sure that those people are also remembered. And it's not just Kobe and Gigi is important as they are to the sport world um a lot of other people's lives were affected too so make sure you pray for them as well um like I said though everyone kind of thought it was a joke um I know I was taken back by it um I was just kind of chilling around my house um I just gotten back from coaching basketball on my own and I was talking with my cousin he um texted me saying Kobe died and I was just immediately I went to Twitter and then to Safari to look up if it was true or not and then once it got deeper and deeper found out it was true it was just um very tragic to hear about um growing up I wasn't really um a Kobe Bryant fan not to say that I didn't respect his game or didn't love watching him play I'm um, just growing up watching basketball I was um pretty much I came up my favorite player was Dwayne Wade he's always gonna be my favorite player of all time came up watching LeBron, Carmelo, pretty much everyone in that 03 draft class. Um, obviously, I knew who Kobe was, and like I said, I enjoyed watching him play. Um, just the time I really started getting into basketball, those were the players that I came up watching. So I didn't really watch a ton of Lakers games besides when they were nationally televised, which they were a decent amount because of how good they were. But um, losing him was just... You could see how much of an impact he made um, on the game of basketball. You look at some of the other players around different sports that have died at a young age or unexpectedly, um, and I just don't think you've seen the impact quite like Kobe Bryant's had just in these past um, few days since his death on Sunday. Um, just going over a career overview, Kobe played in 1,346 career games, 
scoring a total of 33,643 points, which was good for 25 points per game. He had 7,047 total rebounds, good for 5.2 for a game. And then 6,306 total assists, good for 4.7 per game. Kobe was an 18-time All-Star, 5-time NBA champion, 15-time All-NBA team player, 12-time All-Defense team player, 2008 League MVP, was a 2-time Finals MVP in the 2009-2010 NBA Finals. He wore two numbers. Um, Beginning of his career, he wore number 8 before going to number 24. Both of those numbers were retired by the Lakers. And he's also a two-time Olympic gold medalist in 2008 and 2012. He was selected number 13 overall by the Hornets before being traded to the Lakers um, in the 1996 draft. He's currently the fourth all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Um, He was just surpassed by current Laker LeBron James. Um, Known as the Black Mamba uh, was his nickname throughout his NBA career. Um, And digging in and doing a little more research, um, I didn't really ever know why he was called the Black Mamba, and I'm sure there's a good amount of you that um, don't really know either. Um, So if you're curious, um, the reason he got it was um, he watched a movie by Quentin Tarantino's it's called Kill Bill, and there was a mamba snake, and it was um, apparently a deadly assassin, and that's kind of how he saw himself as a player, as being assassin on the court, so he kind of just gave himself the name, the Black Mamba, and it kind of just stuck with him throughout um, the rest of his career, um, historic career. Um, the one thing that always... Uh, struck me about Kobe and the reason I respected um, him as a player so much was I think he's just the greatest competitor ever. Um, just I just don't think anyone else on a basketball court, whether it was Lakers versus the Heat, Lakers versus Celtics, Lakers, Raptors, whoever was on the court with him, didn't matter who the opponent was, Michael Jordan, Shaq, LeBron, Wade, Mello, uh, Dirk, any of them. Um Kobe just wanted it more than any single other person on the court. Um, And it's just the competitor he was. Um, I just don't think there's anyone else in the game now or previously that wanted it as much as Kobe Bryant did on the floor, and that includes Michael Jordan. Um, And I don't think people realize that players like LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter... um, Jason Kidd, all these guys that grew up playing against, um, idolizing, or playing with at some point in their career, um, Kobe, I don't think a lot of those players would be the same um, that they are now without um, Kobe Bryant ever playing basketball. Um, I mean, you look at LeBron now, I don't think he would be who he is without Kobe Bryant. Um, I think the biggest thing that people miss about Kobe Bryant in his career was they always wanted him and LeBron to meet up just one time in an NBA Finals, and it unfortunately didn't happen. The closest we ever came um, was 2009 when the Orlando Magic beat the Cleveland Cavaliers um, in the Eastern Conference Finals, eliminating um, LeBron. 
and so they ended up playing the Magic in the finals. That was the closest we really ever got. And then later in their careers, when LeBron was making his trips to the finals, um, Kobe started dealing with some injuries, and his teams then just weren't as good as the Western Conference has continually gotten stronger since that point. Um, and you just listen to the story these players have told, whether it was Shaq, Tracy McGrady. Um, something that really struck me about Dwayne Wade when talking about Kobe after his death was um, the one player he always wanted to make sure he got respect from when he joined the NBA was Kobe Bryant. He never wanted any other player's respect more than Kobe, and I think a lot of players were like that because of how hard he worked and how much of a competitor he was. Um, if you got the respect of Kobe Bryant, you pretty much knew that you were um, a great player in the league and you deserved to be there. Um, There's just no fear ever with Kobe. He played through so much pain, and I think he changed the game in a way as far as um, I think players started to play through more pain or play through injuries more because of Kobe Bryant. I mean, the amount of injuries he played through, uh, Kobe was pretty much, if he could even walk a little bit, he was going to be on the court. Um, he was famous for making two free throws after tearing his Achilles. Um, it's just remarkable that a player could even do that. I mean, we just saw this past NBA Finals, Klay uh, Thompson tears ACL and comes back and makes both free throws um and you just it's that mamba mentality um and I think mamba mentality is kind of hard to define just because there's so many different definitions of it whether it's from Kobe or people around him but um the gist of it just from looking at some of the quotes from his book and interviews he's done is uh at least what I got from it is mamba mentality is Basically, trusting in the hard work that you put in yourself and when it matters most, you know that you're going to be okay with the result because of the work you put in. Um, and it's just an ultimate mental state of competitive spirit and having that um, embraced mindset that you're better than everyone and your work um, ethic and how hard you work is better than everyone on the floor. And if you're able to do that, you can live and die with the results. Um, I think that's why Kobe Bryant's can be remembered despite this tragic death in so many positive ways because he did so much on the court. And because of that mentality that he used, he gave everything he had on the court. And I don't think he has a single regret in his NBA career. There's a lot of players that look back and wish they could do things differently. Um handled situations differently you know Kobe got scrutinized um during a time of his career because of um sexual assault case and whatnot but it never really affected him he just continued to um persevere and get through that and I think because of that he's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time and I think Kobe just a person, just the way people are responding to what this tragedy, um, the amount of people that went outside the Staples Center, all the murals, flowers. Um, and I think the most touching thing that I've seen just from the interviews and everything is how much he loved truly being a dad. Um, 
you know, people always joked with him about, oh, you got to have a boy. And he always said that he was a daddy's girl and he'd have four more girls before he'd want a boy. Um, and it's just tragic that his daughter Gigi had to unfortunately die in that crash as well. Um, she was well on her way to representing the Bryant name in basketball to a new level. Um, just looking at all the women basketball players, whether it's WNBA, college, they could all tell how special Gigi was going to be. Um, and just looking at the photos of them on the sidelines and stuff, it's uh, really touching and sad that um, it had to go out like this. Um, I mean, obviously, anytime someone dies, it's very sad, but just the way it had to go out was um, very tough to see. Um, one thing I think will come out of this is I think just Kobe's inspiration to not only people around the world just as a dad or a role model, but for future athletes and whatnot, and especially for the Lakers organization this year. I think the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship this year because of this. I just think that the overwhelmingness of um, this unfortunate event is going to carry LeBron, Anthony Davis, all those guys to a new level. And as sad as it is, it's a little bit um, ironic to me that LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list the day before the helicopter crash. And um, they talked about how LeBron had a phone call with him and other players on the team were around him. It was on speakerphone just talking to LeBron, congratulating him. Um, his last tweet congratulating LeBron, telling him to carry on the torch. Um, and God works in mysterious ways sometimes. And maybe it was just his time to pass the torch to LeBron in a very unfortunate way. And um, I think LeBron's going to use this the rest of his career to really solidify himself. And I think Kobe wants him to strive to be the greatest of all time. And I think this is going to push LeBron to that level. Um, so now I want to talk about uh, my personal top five Kobe moments um, that I've gotten to remember over the course of my life. Um, starting number five, April 13th, 2016. Um, it was Kobe's final home game versus the Utah Jazz, final game of his career. He ends up going out dropping 60 points in his final game as a Laker, the only way Kobe Bryant would know how to, on 22 of 50 shooting, made a jumper with 31 seconds left in the game to give them a 97-96 lead before hitting a few three throws and then giving an eventual assist to a Jordan Clarkson dunk to end the game. Um, I just remember watching that game, and he started off kind of slow, but as the game went on, you just kind of knew something special was brewing. Um, you know, Shaq was always joking that he told Kobe to go out and get 50 and he always joked that the mother trucker <laughs> ended up going out and get 60. Um, and I think that's definitely one of the greatest games of his career and one of the most iconic moments. Um, and as I mentioned before, my number four moment, April 12th, 2013 versus the Golden State Warriors, him making those two free throws after tearing his Achilles, um, again, just shows the competitor he was, ended up helping them pretty much put that game away, and just his ability to go and do that, anyone that's had a serious injury like that knows how painful it is, or, and how hard it is as soon as, um, it happens, so for him to do that, 
despite the pain and whatnot, was truly incredible to me. Um, my third greatest moment was August 24th, 2008, um, versus Spain um, to win his first gold medal. It was a very back-and-forth game and a game that I think Spain probably should have won. They pretty much outplayed the U.S. for most of that game. And it kind of set the tone for USA basketball going forward. Kobe finished that game with 20 points, including 13 in the fourth and final period. Um, and he pretty much stole the show in that gold medal game and sealed the deal for them. And as I said, I think that pretty much gave USA that confidence going forward in years to come that they could pretty much beat anybody. And I think it would have brought that team a step back had they lost that with the amount of talent with LeBron, Wade, uh, Kobe, all those guys playing on one team. If they would have lost that game um, to a young Ricky Rubio-led squad, I don't think they might have ever been the same. Uh, my second favorite Kobe moment of all time, hard not to have this on there, and I'm sure this game in general is going to be on a lot of people's all-time Kobe moments. Um, January 22nd, 2006, versus the Toronto Raptors. Kobe scores 81 points in a game, shooting 28 of 46, 7 of 13 um, from three-point land, and 18 of 20 from the free-throw line. Um, second most points ever scored in a game, only to Wilt Chamberlain's 100. Um, I don't think anyone's really ever going to get close to that. Um, I know we saw Dame just drop 62 a few weeks ago. Um, I know Clay had 60 and three quarters, and uh, Carmelo's gotten above 60 before Harden. And I'm sure if they would have left those guys in full games, maybe they would have gotten it. But um, 81's tough, and I don't think anyone else is going to get close to Kobe's 81 anytime soon. Um, and my number one favorite Kobe moment, and I think it's probably not up there for a lot of people, but it is for me just for the purpose of it. Um, June 14, 2009, versus the Orlando Magic, Game 5. Um, they defeated them. Kobe won his fourth title. Um, the biggest reason why it's so high to me was because it was his first title without Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq had won one of just a few years prior with the Miami Heat right after his trade. Uh, Kobe had 30 points, 5 assists in that Game 5. And over the course of the series when he won the MVP, he averaged 32 4, 7.4 assists, and 5.6 rebounds. And the reason I put it so high on my number one on my list is because I don't think a lot of people realize um, up until that point in his career, um, I mean, I think everyone knew Kobe was great and they appreciated his game and they thought he was one of the all-time greats. But there's a lot of people that were mad at Kobe, um, even in L.A., just because they thought he drove Shaq out. And, you know, Shaq went on and won another title, and the Lakers hadn't won one, and they lost in the NBA Finals just a year before that. So, and I think that moment really defined Kobe's career as he can win titles without Shaq, and he ended up going to win another one the very next year against the Celtics. So I think him getting over that personal hump and not only proving to the world, but to himself, um, as he knew that mama mentality as far as he knew he could, he knew the work he put in and he knew how great he was. And to me, that was just one of the defining moments in his career that I think goes widely unnoticed and underappreciated um, for how hard that had to be. 
seeing one of your former teammates who you kind of had an up and down relationship with go on get another ring while you're still chasing another one and people are scrutinizing you because you haven't won one without him um just kind of like how Kevin Durant got scrutinized for going to the Warriors I know that's completely different um but the gist as far as um not being able to do it by yourself so um him being able to do that I think really define his career and I think Kevin Durant can define his career if he can win one with Brooklyn because um, I know a lot of people think that he wouldn't have won one if he didn't join the Warriors so um, and LeBron kind of did the same thing you know he won two titles in Miami and a lot of people thought well if you didn't have D Wade if you didn't have Chris Bosh you probably wouldn't have won one if you would have stayed um, he goes back to Cleveland even though he has Kyrie and Kevin Love both kind of hurt and they come back from a 3-1 series uh, lead down to beat the winningest regular season team in NBA history in the Golden State Warriors so um, I think moments like that are just underappreciated across the spectrum in any sport um, overcoming um, that obstacle like that um, really just sticks out to me as far as Kobe goes and then just all-time rank-wise, um, currently I think Kobe Bryant is the fourth best player all-time. I think Michael Jordan's number one, Wilt Chamberlain's two, Bill Russell three, Kobe fourth, and then Magic Johnson five. Obviously that list can vary among a lot of people. I'm leaving off a lot of great names. Kareem, Larry Bird, Shaq, Oscar Robertson, Tim Duncan, um, Hakeem Olajuwon and I think by the end of his career LeBron James will easily be in the top three but right now I have him just sitting on the outside at six um, I think if he can win a title this year he'll surpass Magic Johnson um, and I think pretty much move into a tie with Kobe and if he can win another one I think that will have him surpass Kobe Bryant um, and Bill Russell in my opinion and uh that's pretty much all I have. Um, like I said, uh, if you can, just take a moment and say a prayer for not just Kobe Bryant and Gigi and you know Vanessa Bryant and all the rest of their family, but every other one of the families that were involved in um, that tragic helicopter crash. Um, it's very sad that we lost one of the greatest of all time in the NBA and just one of the most iconic sports figures in general. Um you can just tell by what they've done at the Australian Open Tennis, honoring Kobe. Alexander Ovechkin wore number 24 in his warm-up. Players are changing their numbers, doing the 24 and 8-second violations during games. Um, people in different sports just talking about Kobe in um, such bright light. Um, just take a moment and go around to any of your family or friends and just be grateful that you have them because you never know when. Um, that time's going to come or something tragic can happen. So uh, be appreciative for everything you have in your life. But um, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Appreciate all the support. Next week we'll get back into talking about the Bills and the Sabres and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, Mama mentality. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe, and everyone else lost in that tragedy. And uh, Mamba out. Mamba out.